be quiet for a moment as we just reflect on that song of lifting that praise to Jesus. Let's just still our hearts and let's focus on Jesus. Father, we thank you that Jesus is truly the giver of life. And he deserves every praise that we give him. Thank you, Lord, for this time of worship that we've had. And, Lord, let's continue in that vein. Praise your holy name. Amen. Amen. I think it's always good to just pause sometimes after worship. We can just run into the next thing, can't we? And, you know, we're here to worship the King of Kings. This is awesome stuff. Now this morning, Advent 2, the second candle is lit and it's a message of love, okay, from Jesus. And um, this is what the, the, the flyers that Martin mentioned, this is what Dave Lodges put together, I love it. Uh, it's given us that little theme of Jesus born to save. You know, we don't get that in our heads this Advent, that Jesus was born for one reason, to save us. He is our saviour. And uh, the, the question I've kind of got this morning is what do we think of when we say we love something or someone? And we love something or someone. I've got a few things that are uh, put up on the screen that I love. <coughs> Lasagna, or any food, to be honest with you, as long as it's, you know, tasty. So I love, I love some good food. Uh, I love my hobby. My hobby is to do woodcraft, and that is something I made earlier. Um, and I love big American V8 muscle cars. That's just, I love, they're the things I kind of love in life. And I've just like, yeah, someone puts a plate of lasagna in front of me, you have got my love. <laughs> you know, I love it. So, next picture I've got is, is my family. They're my three boys at a wedding last year. Um, I love them. They're growing lads, literally eating me out of lasagna. It's not good. Uh, and of course, my lovely wife, Katie. And um, yeah, I love them. Uh, they're the top of the tree. The family's the top of the tree. Um, but we often say, yeah, but above that all, we love Jesus. And I just wonder if that's truly a reality. We say, yeah, 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 but Jesus is above all of that. But in reality, maybe we find that's a little bit difficult to really say, I love Jesus more than all of this. Do we love him more than the choicest foods? Do we love him more than our hobbies? and what we like to do. Because that's the thing that really stirs us and gets us going. And do we love him more than our families? I just sometimes feel that the love that we say we have for Jesus falls a little bit short and sometimes gets relegated behind some of our other loves. Now we always focus more on, on the love that Jesus has for us at Christmas and Easter uh, the message of love that is sent to us from the Father. 
And I've got this passage of scripture which uh, <laughs> it seems a very long time ago that Bernard and I had a conversation about Christmas. I think it was probably in September that we were starting to put the, the, the plan together for Christmas. And uh, he said there's a number of passages. What, what passages should we use? And the one I came to um, was this passage, 1 John 4 verse 9. And uh, it simply is, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Just a simple sentence to explain why Jesus was sent. Now, the love that I see that my wife has for my boys, and I've got love for my boys, but it's different. Mums and dads have different kind of love for their boys, and I can see that evidently. And the love that my wife has for my boys is amazing. Genuinely is. And I'm sure Mary loved Jesus with as much passion, zeal and enthusiasm, uh, even knowing that it was kind of like a little bit of a... um, It was a crazy beginning for Mary and Joseph, wasn't it? Let's just put it that way. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't easy. Um, And when we look at that story, I'm always bowled over by Joseph, really, Um, the adopted father of Jesus. And again... You know, you look at that kind of family and you look at the world today and family situations that there are sometimes and you think, well, Jesus was right in the middle of that. You know, he was the son of an adopted father. But the love that Jesus had, sorry, the love that Mary had for Jesus is still nothing compared to the love that God has for us. A mother's love for her children is still nothing compared to the love that God has for us as his children. We need to get that in our hearts and know that truly. Because sometimes in our families, we maybe don't love our relations as much as we should do. But God loves us. And that is really important. Knowing full well the sacrifice that God had to make in order to see us in a relationship with him once again, is nothing that we can ever do. There's nothing we can do, but God did it. He sent his son. And that's what we kind of celebrate, isn't it, at Christmas. We we have these pictures of this little child in a manger that then goes on to be a demon slayer, a hell defier, and an opener of heaven's gates to us once again through the cross of Christ. And I love that. But this simple piece of of scripture has to have a context. I always say to people, read the context around it. And I'm just going to read a little bit further back at 1 John from verse 7. It's not on the PowerPoint, so I'm just going to read it. So just listen to this. This is John's little letter at the end. He has three at the end of of the Bible. um, And it's just like this one. He says, dear friends. It's always nice to start a letter with dear friends, isn't it? You know he's coming from a good place, a good heart. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. 
Whoever does not love God does not know God because God is love. And this is how God showed his love amongst us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. That verse 10 is so important where it says, this love, this, sorry, this is love. Not that we loved God, but he loved us. Before anything, before us being born, he loved us. Before time, he had the rescue plan. He knew what was going to happen. His rescue plan was through Jesus Christ. The cross that we look to at Easter. And he has every single one of our faces in his mind. He loved us before we loved him. Whilst we were in our sins, it says in another passage, he loved us. So this message of love through Christ isn't just one of these kind of loves, that, oh yeah, I love my family. No, 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 no. God wants to make his family bigger. <laughs> That's the love he has for this world. And it's, remember, it's important to, for us to remember that when we feel that we sometimes fall short of the love we had for God, we have for God, don't worry. God still loves us. He cares for us. There's nothing we can do in life to hide from the love of God. We can run away from God as far as we want, like Jonah did. The love of God always catches up. We sung that song earlier on. What was it? We're running, your, your love is running after us. Your goodness is running after us. I've got the words in the end. Your goodness is running after me. God is pursuing us all the time. Some of us don't run as fast as we used to. <laughs> Not that I could ever run in the first place, as you could probably tell. But yeah, God is just chasing after us. His love for us is abounding. His love has always been there and it will always be there. And I think we've just got to try and accept that. I know it's difficult sometimes. It's difficult to accept that you know, God loves us and there's nothing that we can do to earn that. But what it says there in Scripture is really key for us. As I kind of like come into to close as we can move towards communion. And that's to love others unconditionally that's a tough one because <laughs> we love people sometimes on our terms but God never loved us on his terms he just said I love you I send my son for you for this entire world and there is no condition there's nothing you can do at all 
And we need to remember that. I think it's really hard as humans sometimes to think, well, this, I did this wrong, Lord, and I know you can never forgive me for that. <coughs> the people I speak to, I've spoken to one person who I've invited to my ordination. <coughs> she is not a Christian. At all. She said, if I come to your ordination and induction, will the pulpit burst into flames? She genuinely thinks she's going to hell and that's it. My heart breaks for her. Because she's got conditions. She said, God can never love me because of X, Y and Z and what I have done. And I'm like, oh wow. And that's why I'm really interested in just trying to get alongside her a little bit more and talk to her about that God loves her unconditionally. You know, so people say, how much did, did, did God love us? And I say, well, look to the cross, and Jesus loved us this much. It was nailed to it. And that's what we remember at this Christmas time, this tiny baby, that we, cele- we, we, we prepare our hearts in this Advent season to celebrate Jesus coming as this, this tiny king. This tiny king. That he was born in an animal feeding trough. God put no conditions on where his son would be born, apart from us understanding that Jesus came for everyone, that kings visited, that shepherds visited, complete different spectrums of the social scale. That's the message that Jesus has. And it is when we love others and each other, doesn't exclude us in church, because sometimes church, we can get a little bit narky with each other, but we're called to love each other unconditionally. And when the community can see that we love them unconditionally, that's where they see Christ. That's where they see the love of God. And that's the hardest thing, because we sometimes say, well... You're not quite doing the right thing and you're not quite in the way that we're doing stuff. So, it's just like, that's not how Jesus did it at the cross. All were welcome. So we must always look forward to the cross. Even at Christmas time, we look forward to the cross and the unconditional love that was poured out for us at Calvary. And the question I leave for you to reflect on, and Josh is going to come and play a song in a minute, and I'll explain that. Um, The question I just want to leave us to reflect and be quiet on for a moment is not about the love of the choicest food or the gifts that we give or receive at Christmas. Actually, it's not even about our families or even the church we're present at, the question I have for you is, do you love Jesus above all of this? Do you love Jesus above all of this? And as we spend a little bit of time in a moment on communion, keep that question in your heart. Do I love Jesus more than my family, than my church, than my friends? than what I like to be involved with. Josh is going to sing a song, the guys are going to sing a song that Josh wrote.
he writes songs as well he's such a lovely young man <laughs> um, and I, he sent this to me and he said what do you think of this and I just had to stop and listen to it and I was truly blessed so maybe I'm bigging it up a bit too much I don't know um, but just we don't have to sing this the words will be up on the screen um, just stop and reflect as, as the guys sing this and have that question in your head do you love Jesus above all of this Josh.
Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you, Father, for your sacrifice. We thank you, Father, that whilst we were still in our sins, you loved us. And in that love, you sent Jesus to be our Saviour. To die on a cruel cross in place of us. Father, we thank you that he didn't stay there, that he was resurrected. And that's where we can have this fullness of life on earth and in heaven. And we thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, guys. That was, um, that was exclusive this morning. That's the first time that's been played. And you guys have been blessed to be the first to hear it. And I'm hoping that we'll hear that. Yeah. Like I said, I, when, I, when Josh said, what do you think of this song? <laughs> okay, I've got to stop. <laughs> I've got to stop. Because sometimes you hear a song and it just, it hits you. And that, you know, the words, behold the Son of God, Emmanuel with us. Um, you know, bless you Josh and you guys for the gifts that you've got. But it, it, it means so much doesn't it? And when we look at, at that kind of Christmas song and we think of Christmas and we're all sometimes get caught up in the trappings of Christmas and everything else, sometimes we lose sight of the fact that it's all about the cross. Christmas is all about Easter. I know that messes with people's heads, but Christmas is all about Easter.